Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Hummel Insurance Group for sponsoring today's show. Hummel Insurance Group now owns and operates seven different offices located throughout the tri-state area. For over 50 years now, the Hummel Insurance Group has been assisting customers with insurance needs and questions. For all your insurance needs, contact Hummel Insurance Group at 812-537-1785. Welcome to Rock Solid Radio. I'm Linda Hutchinson and I am here with my literal pilot. I guess you're not the co-pilot, I'm the co-pilot. I feel like a chauffeur, if I had to be honest. <laughs> I feel like a chauffeur. We're doing something different, huh? I'm excited. We are, but you have to be careful because mm. I have a very difficult time doing two things at one time. Yeah, so focus on the road. Driving and talking. We are literally driving, we are traveling. So if you hear a road hum, it is because we are on the road and we are recording. So we decided not to do the video part of it because that might be really dangerous. Hopefully you don't hear hear the squeal of tires and then a big bang. Yeah. And that so, would be good. And we, we really decided to record on a really straight stretch. So you, honey, have 70 miles before we have to before make I a turn. Think. Yes, before you have to think. So, But, honey, I just want to ask you because this has been a long week for you. Are you okay? No, I'm actually broken down, beat up, <laughs> falling apart. You know how early in the season, if you guys have been listening to us, Aww. I was complaining about my knees and I went and I got some extra treatment. Well, I basically have destroyed my knees again. Uh, we are doing some home renovation projects and uh, I'm not sure, but anything I seem to do just seems to really get my knees all mad at me. And so, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, so I'm actually very glad about traveling this weekend <laughs> being in a because, car yes i don't have to oh. be on my knees and do all that yeah. stuff so anyway you know yeah. I'm, I'm doing all right we're I'm gonna get all this you, done i was feeling for you yesterday because you were underneath the sink trying to hook up our new vanity with the pipes on your knees on that flooring and i just thought oh my gosh your poor knees were dying and i felt so so bad you worked your <laughs> tail off that yesterday and this week and so I just want to thank you, hon, because I know that. But here, here's here's the lesson in all this. We should hire somebody, <laughs> next time, right? Is that well, the lesson? We built our house 16 years ago, and we pretty much just like let it ride. And now, I mean, this is kind of amazing for us because we've never lived in a house long enough where we actually have had to redo. Usually, it's like move. <laughs> I like the moving idea better. I know, and so now the whole house needs a facelift, and so maybe we should stagger it next time so we can get a little bit, you there know. You go. So I still I, like the idea of just calling somebody else to do it. <laughs> or moving. I think you're ready for spring break. What yes, do you think? Yes, I am. Yeah. But so, anyway, let's not make this any more about me. So yeah. what in the world are we going to talk about as we're driving out yeah. to Virginia? Well, our show today is kind of about home improvement because we're today's show, we're tackling the topic of social media and its place in our family and our home with technology. So it's not exactly talking about painting and plumbing, but we are talking about what we want for our home and our family and what we're currently doing to help us get where we want to go. And, and hun, this isn't just a parenting thing today. This is really just about us as adults who, right. who normally yeah. is listening to us. I don't think we have many kiddos that are listening to us voluntarily. I will say that this, what we're going to talk about today, this is a topic we've talked about before, but I will say that you and I struggle with this topic. 
Yeah. We struggle with the practical application of this. So, and I, and I, I know that we're not alone. I know that so many other couples as parents and as couples struggle with this because what we're talking about today is the use of phones and electronics. And, you know, we've talked about that before, but the, the flood of the problems that are coming into our office Mm. because in some way related to screens technology is is amazing. Like, and I'm not talking about, well, I had a headache because I looked at a screen too long. We're talking about serious depression, anxiety, marital conflict. And so this is something that, that is a really huge challenge and we're, we're slowly trying to figure out how do we manage this? Yeah. So before we get into that topic even deeper, we want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Hummel Insurance Group for supporting Rock Solid Radio. And we just appreciate um, just really their partnership and what we do and why we do it. So thank you so much. Hun, tell them a little bit about, as you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. Oh, come on. But uh, Rock Solid Marriages, you yeah. know, we're, we're coming to the mm-hmm. end of our launch um, so tell them a little bit. Yeah, so we are still, uh, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up the launch of our pilot program for Rock Solid Marriage. So the pilot program is something that we are keeping a relatively small group, kind of a study group, so that we can launch out all of our presentation, the material, the logistics on how we're going to do this. And we are still looking for a few couples. We've got got a few spaces left so basically if you feel like you would be interested this is a seven step program that is going to take us we're we're estimating about 10 weeks to walk through all of these steps and it's very important that we start everybody approximately the same time because one step builds on the next step on the previous step and so it's, it's at this point with the pilot, we don't want people just rolling in midstream. So right. that's why uh, this is kind of one of our last call outs here. If you think you would be interested, please reach out to us. You can get us at rocksolidfamilies.org or call our office at 812-576-7625. And let's have a conversation. Just yeah. a couple things there. It's it's $750, and before you jump out of your skin with that, the idea there is that this is a, something that is half price of what it normally would be, but if money is a problem, we have ways to help you with that, right? So I just want you to kind of know those sort of things, but if nothing else, give us a call. Let's have some conversation and see what we can do to help. Yeah. So if you're listening to this much later, um, because we know that we have a library of shows that people will tap into for the course of the months and the years to come, then then maybe Rock Solid Families has already launched Rock Solid Marriages. And so it might be available to you right now. So please reach out to us. We would love to partner with you and we would love to walk alongside you and your spouse and hopefully help you strengthen your marriage. So, hon... We're going to talk a little bit about why this topic, okay? And as you said, it's becoming so prevalent and continues to be a huge part of the couples and the families that walk in our door. And and sometimes it takes a wake-up call for others. And, you know, 
I was doing some research for the show and there was a story about a man named Ed Peisner back in 2016 that had a wake up call and it was coming from his 14 year old son who was out with some buddies at a local fast food restaurant and he was suddenly and viciously assaulted by another teen he did not know. And during the attack, the kids surrounded him and started videotaping it. And, and it was almost like they had planned it and they had orchestrated this to videotape and then to put on social media. And it was blasted, even though he was pummeled and put in the hospital, he did survive, but it was almost like it was a game. And it was a challenge to videotape something and then show it. And it's gotten hundreds of thousands of hits about his son being beat up. And, and I tell the story because it really was a wake up call to the dad about just how the use of social media has gotten so dark and so disturbing. And so he literally was motivated to start and found an organization for social media safety. And now it's a national nonprofit that is now legislating and helping to protect families and to really protect um, people from misusing social media. And so, you know, I just don't want people to have a wake up call like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be devastating. And now there's a lingering effect just because as we've talked about before, once something's put out in the media, it's mm -hmm. very, very difficult to pull it back in. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, that's, that's just the beginning of some of the harm. Yeah. But you know, and I, I have to make a statement here about, we have to be really careful in our messaging because we, we have these other messages. Like sometimes we talk about the entitled generation of kids and stuff. And we call that out in terms of that's not a kid problem. Mm -hmm. That's a parenting yep. problem. That's us as adults that have created the atmosphere or the environment for kids to be enabled or then mm -hmm. entitled. And so this is the same thing. Like, you know, one of the, the reason why I call this a challenge for even you and I, because we're in the same soup as everyone else <laughs> is that we are having a hard time knowing what our own boundaries are. And so what we do dictates what the kids are going to do. Sure. So the idea that our kids see us all the time using the phone, mm -hmm. even making reference on social media things, um, uh, just that whole idea that our face is in the screen. And I know recently you had an opportunity uh, in one of your sessions and you were kind of surprised, but I don't know that this is very surprising. You asked the parents to basically divulge their screen time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you were kind of blown away at what their screen time was. Yeah. So I did get permission from this mom to share her story because she is hoping that it may enlighten and help another family. But months ago, um, we got a call from a parent with a junior high daughter who refused to go to school, mm. but she couldn't explain why. Normally, she's an A student, um, but something was up. And she expressed feelings of not even wanting to live anymore, but she couldn't put into words just why. And so as she sat in my office, this young girl, she couldn't even tell me or her parents sitting next to her why. And so we prodded and prodded and I thought maybe it was bullying, um, some kind of issue like that at school. And she said, no. And then I asked maybe, was school tough for her? You know, was, 
Was she having a hard time with stud with grades? And no, she was an A student and she had friends. And so it was really perplexing to me and or parents why this young girl, this beautiful, smart young girl wouldn't go to school, couldn't go to school. I mean, she physically felt like she could not get to school. And so the parents were really, um, struggling. And so I just asked her, I said, Hey, let's take a look at your phone. How much time are you spending on your phone? And man, mom and eyes, daughter eyes locked. And you could tell I just hit Uh a sore spot. Yeah. Yeah. I just hit a sore spot. And so this young girl was averaging eight hours a day on her phone. And that hun is being in school all day. Right. So eight hours, Yeah. (laughs) you know? And, And so she was, she loved to sleep with her phone. She would describe, you know, FaceTiming friends and falling asleep to the phone. And so not only are we dealing with anxiety and depression, but we're dealing with sleep deprivation, which by the way, I don't know which comes first, the chicken or the egg, but mm-hmm. there's a very high correlation between the two. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, hun, it was, it was funny because she was kind of numb about it all. She really didn't even think it was an issue until I looked at mom and I asked mom, would you be willing to limit her screen time? And hun, the tears started to fall. From the mom or the daughter? The, <laughs> <laughs> it was the daughter. Yeah. And, you know, not only was she on her phone eight hours, but she was a huge user mm. of TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram. And those were her go-tos. Like she'd spend hours and hours and hours on these social media platforms. And so she spend that after school. She'd spend that in the weekend. Hun, she would go in a room alone and she would be on that phone, just hitting that dopamine. And she had had a phone since the fifth grade. So this is something she's navigated not very well, I might add for, you know, three years. And so this was a problem. And Houston, I think we found our problem. Yeah. Man, you know, hun, when I think about you and I, because we coach people and we've been in mental health work with counseling and that for a number of years now. And, you know, not I don't want to draw a hard, hard analogy here, but there's a little bit of similarity. And when we actually have worked with people that are bipolar and when we think about bipolar, we think about. Uh, the manic phase mm-hmm. when they're rushing with excitement and energy and a vision and all of these crazy things, endless energy. And then the other side of that, which is kind of the crash and burn depression. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so think about how fast those moods can happen just on screens and, and the whole um, social media thing. Yeah. In a second, I can be excited I can, I can get good news. I can laugh at something. And in just a second, a friend of mine could say something back to me that was derogatory or an insult or critical of me. And just that fast, yep. it could drop me down in the dumps. Yep. And so, you know, we t- you just mentioned the word dopamine and the, the swings, mm-hmm. the instant hard swings don't yep. even allow us to understand, especially if I'm a 12, 13, 14 year old kid, those crazy mood swings all happening in instance versus, you know, a bipolar um, cycle is much longer. And and, and even those are not pleasant for people, but you can kind of see them coming. And these, uh, even us as adults, you know, I watch the news 
and we see especially in today's news mm. my gosh there's something that makes me angry or yeah. sad or upset and so now i'm seeking something that's more uplifting right but you're by no means saying this girl's bipolar what you're saying is, no. is that the feelings and emotions the rush of that the, back the, and forth the, is similar yes, to that the, kind the of very, feeling what the brain has to go yeah. through yet we are inducing it versus through the the screens you're voluntarily doing that yeah yeah, yes you're volunteering that in terms of putting yourself out there and we don't even realize it again the kids and the adults right so you know in another session with this young girl i asked her to finish this sentence for me i said hey finish this sentence i am what and hun she sat there for the longest time and had no idea what to say now, I, I didn't want her to be like, I'm hungry kind of thing. I'm just like, I wanted some, what, who is she? What does she want? Yeah. I am who? And hun, she finally sat and sat and sat. And she finally responded with a kind of almost a numbness. And she said, I'm not pretty enough. Mm. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not skinny enough. Mm. And I believe Honestly, mom and dad, if you're listening, please, if you have a daughter who is doubting her worth and her value and she has no idea who she is and why she's here, I believe social media and screens have played a huge part of that in her response in this girl, young girl's struggle. We don't realize the impact social media is having on our kids. And honestly, as adults. Yeah. We have, I have, I have women, I work with all the women and I've got so many women coming in who feel the same way as this young junior high girl. And, and it's because we're spending so much time looking what the world's fake persona is mm-hmm. being displayed on social media. And, and so I believe that that had a huge part in how she was feeling about herself. You know, certainly not a hundred percent or inclusive, but it's been kind of interesting to see how men have been handling social media versus women. And again, I'm going to generalize here, but in general, I know many more men that say, make comments like, you know, I did that for a little while and I just saw it was ridiculous and wasting too much time. And I just got away from that garbage. And and you see men make that decision faster. Mm. And mostly because I don't think that they can handle or desire the idea of that drama, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that uh, real high, real low, real high. And they they see through it quickly, like, this is garbage. I don't want to be part of this. But women desire connections. They desire community and emotional connection. And so they're thinking that they're going to get that on social media, but it's such a distorted picture. It's not really reality. So, but hon, the problem didn't stop there. And this is really the motivation for the show today, because mom and dad were just as bad. Mm. You know, mom was working on her computer long after she left work for the day. She would spend hours trying to catch up. And that's what the kids saw. Mom and mom on her work computer, mom in her room, mom working, 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 working. And dad, he had a favorite game. He liked to play on his phone and he would find himself on the internet playing games for four or five hours a day in one session after being encouraged to, to um, come out of her room, I, I was trying to encourage this young junior hire. I said, hey, it's really going to be important. Part of your homework is I want you out of your room. Don't go hiding in your room. And she looked at me and said, and do what? Because everybody else is on their phones. Yeah. 
Everybody right. else is on a screen. Like, what would I come out to? And, yeah. and she was making a good point, you know? No one was there to hang out with. Even her little brother was, you know, on a screen and in his room. And so mm -hmm. there wasn't any kind of connection. And man, that was a wake up call, mm -hmm. especially for mom to say, we've got to do something different. Here's uh, part of the confession that I think at least I will make on my side that I see it in our house. We have the same problem. Work is very hard these days to separate yep. from it used to be in a place, whether an office or, or a location away from right. your home you left <laughs> and, and you know hon, you and i both yep. are totally guilty our kids walk in the house and they see us at the kitchen table they all mm -hmm. and we're always playing the catch-up yep. we're always <laughs> in the catch-up mode and we're pounding on this computer and, and we can say well it's work I, I don't really care what it is right it's yeah. the idea that we're stuck in there and we're not putting a hard boundary um of this is what we have to yeah. do. And so how can we as adults really look at our kids mm -hmm. and say, you guys need to put your phones up as I'm looking at my screen. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's that again, I, I don't know the easy answer because work is getting much grayer. Yeah. But this is the thing that we have the challenge with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening, you know, this is hard conversation. And, and if we're stepping on toes, we're stepping on our own as well, because this is a change that we all need to start making for the better of our family and the health of ourselves and the people around us. So, you know, I'm going to kind of just put this out here for those that are listening, because this mom and dad, this was a wake up call for them, really. You know, thankfully, it didn't take someone being in the hospital and getting pummeled by a, a you know, a crowd of kids. But this was a wake up call for mom and dad. And so they've made some significant changes. And I'm just going to challenge if you're listening out there and you are an adult who would admit that they're probably on their screen too much and they're looking at social scrolling through social media too much, then then I would really encourage you to do some of the things that these parents did. And uh, I've already seen it's making a little difference. And I think that it's going to continue when it is continued. So here's one thing that these parents have committed to, and I would encourage and challenge everybody that's listening to, and that is as an adult, and if you're married with your spouse, decide that changes have to be make, made, that you two decide that you're going to do something different. Acknowledge the problem. Acknowledge right? the problem. Acknowledge Just like you problem. confessed our sin before the listening world. Before the world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've got work to do too, and, and you're right. The we are going to have to set some better boundaries as far as building out. You know, we, we take appointments online and people book for us and are with us um, just by our scheduling app. And so our, all of a sudden we could just literally fill up our day and not have any time to take our notes or to write our shows and to do the th other things that we've got to do. And, and we're going to literally just have to put that in our schedule yeah, and it's a challenge because we want to be able to say to our kids what is healthy yeah. but our kids really so we might say well we're doing work our kids really don't see work versus play they just yeah. see us on a screen yeah and so we might try to justify it it's no different than our kids being doing homework on their chromebook yeah yet maybe not right yeah, we, yeah. we've caught them many times before yeah. not quite they're and on so, amazon buying skis right or, right yeah. And, yeah and it's uh, we can all fall into that stuff and yeah. so the idea there there's a screen that is providing some level of 
stimulation and maybe even yeah. adrenaline flow there. Well, honey, you brought up the whole Chromebook and the school screens is that that's actually um, exasperating the problem because they do have to be on a screen for school, especially when we were remoting and doing homework, you know, at home that's due at midnight or whatever. But then on top of that, they want to relax and chill on a phone. And so that's just kind of adding fuel to the fire. And that's for adults too. Uh, And just, we'll hover here just for a second. Uh, You and I have had our our talk about those Chromebooks and the schools using them. um, And we definitely think that there are some stumbling blocks, but I think there's a little something different because I'm not going to excuse it at all. But basically the Chromebook is not mastering the attention seeking uh, through textbooks that are online or whatever, like other social media forms. They're not playing a a new new, uh, screenshot every six seconds, uh, a big impact dopamine hit every 30 seconds. They're not playing that that dynamic. They're just Mm -hmm. basically uh, an electronic textbook. So again, Right. It's still too much screen time, right. but it's not it's playing not by the same, the same rules. Yeah. Rush, yeah. So the second thing this family did, and I encourage our families to do, and that is to have a family meeting where we pull everybody together to hear the same message at the same time. Anybody that's under your roof, and you explain the changes and why. You know, and I would start, and you've said this before, hon, start with an apology. Mm-hmm. Well, this is our, and I think it's, not to interrupt completely there, hun, but it's, I'm not going to gradually roll this out, okay? Because sometimes parents go, yeah, we need to do a little better job. So we almost try to like slowly sneak it into the kids, mm, all right? Yeah. Like the changes. Yeah. And and this is where that's really hard because we get, nobody really understands what, why all of a sudden mm-hmm. the changes. So let's call it the hard reset. Let's yeah. like, hey. That's your favorite word. That's your favorite word. Be, because line. this is like, I'm going cold turkey on quitting smoking mm-hmm. or stopping, you know, anything I'm doing yeah. poorly. And so, and I'm bringing it to light. Like I, right. I'm letting the world know yeah. this is our challenge or our new way yeah. forward. Let, let it be a defining moment. Yeah. Let them remember. Yeah. Wow. I remember when you pulled us around the table and we had that conversation and man, yeah. life changed. But I believe it could change for the better if you explain the why and then very calmly explain the consequences if they don't follow the why and the what. And, And hun, you and I have been so huge about this when we talk with families and that is you've got to be united in the follow up and the consequences like kids aren't going to follow you if they don't know that there is a consequence and that you will follow through with it. And they're not going to believe that, especially if you've created some really bad habits. They're going to have to see change and know that change has got to happen. Or the challenge of you state a certain boundary and then I don't enforce it when you're not around. So that even though I might say that I'm unified with you, I don't enforce at the same level. So now the kids kind of learn that game. So it is so important to be unified and not just the message, but the enforcement. Yeah. And then as parents, you have to lead by example, you know, and we've got to show the people around us that we mean business. I was just at a luncheon, a big luncheon with tables and tables of adults. And it's so refreshing when the table of adults gets it, that the phones stay put away. 
mm. and that you actually have conversation. I met some new people around the table and, you know, we had great conversation and, but man, I've been in other places before where everybody's on the phone and yeah. nobody's really having conversation uh, of the adults. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so just make a commitment, you know? And so one of the other things that they did was the commitment that the phones were going out of the children's room at night. We talk about this a lot and hun, I will tell you, I've had parents who've listened to our shows and they've started this and they've come and they've sought me out and they've said, we did that. And that's been a game changer. Yeah. And our kids literally are getting sleep and you know, they're, they aren't as cranky and they aren't as anxious just because that phone now is taken out as an option at night. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, that's a huge part because not only does it involve, you know, the screen and all the stimulation, but it involves the sleep, which is such a health yeah. component. Oh yeah. And I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg, the anxiety right. of the sleep deprivation. I think they're very tied very closely together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that couple, that family, and I'm sure they're going to be listening to this and I'm just going to brag on them. I'm proud of them for hitting that hard reset, hun, and waking up to the fact that you know, this young girl had no idea how to even express why she couldn't go to school. Yeah. And, and, and really the, the technology and the social media had paralyzed her and feeling so anxious and overwhelmed. I mean, this girl's got a heart the size of the building. And, and because of that, she's taking the weight of the world on her shoulders and she just isn't able to handle that. Right. Adults aren't able to handle that. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to help her to limit that dopamine hit and that um, really that outside pressure and influences. So we're going to talk just a couple more minutes about some good modeling practices. So as a parent, you know, we've talked about this many times that let's limit the age for the child when it comes to a smartphone and social media, you know, and we're just going to lay it out here. We don't recommend any social media until they're in high school. And then even then, hon, we really consider it very limited. You know, those high dopamine apps of Snapchat and TikTok, those kids feel like they can't even get away from it. I, I remember when our daughter went to church camp or went to a, a Christian camp this summer and she wasn't allowed to bring a phone. And hun, she had several friends are like, do you want me to take care of your Snapchat? Do you want me to, it was almost like you don't want to lose your streaks. Right. Yeah. And she felt like I can't get away from it. And, and when you have something that, that, that that's overwhelming and ties you that much to your phone, it's not healthy. Uh, you know, you and I can say that we've experienced this on even a business level yeah. when you have so many emails or uh, text messages yeah. that are coming through that now all of a sudden you feel an obligation and responsibility to go yeah. back through them all. And yes. the next thing you know, you are at home doing another right. hour or two hours worth oh, yeah. of going through this stuff because you don't want to mess up. Yeah. And the, and the emails are coming at nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night and they're saying ASAP and urgent and crisis. And you know, it's hard. It's hard not to feel this obligation but in your own mental health and your own family time, you've got to protect it. Mm -hmm. Another one, hun, we talk about is the whole idea of, um, you know, when your child gets a phone. And we've talked about this before. We don't believe that a child needs a phone until the eighth grade or maybe even going into high school. It's just one of those things where the, more, the younger they are, the more trouble mm -hmm. and the more difficult to monitor and and the maturity level of handling what's coming across it is so dangerous. So we really encourage you to really reevaluate 
when you give your child a phone? You know, it's no different, hon. I grew up uh, hunting and being outdoors. And, you know, from a very young age, I had a gun. Um, but I also remember from a very young age being taught gun safety, yeah. just firearm yeah. safety. And now uh, we even have, before your child can get their hunting license and stuff, we have uh, hunter safety programs yeah. and gun safety programs. And now you might think that that's a stretch as I try to relate that to the cell phone. But from what we see that comes in our office, we are seeing mm -hmm. a lot of hurt and destruction yeah. from this alcohol weapon. And so yeah. we have to now go through, whoa, before I get my teenager or child this this thing mm -hmm. called a, a weapon of a cell phone, I better teach them the rules, the etiquette right. behind it right. and really start to enforce that. So it's not a really a big stretch when you see uh, there are probably more people, and I, I don't even have this stat, but there are probably more people that are suffering with mm -hmm. mental illness or even to the point of suicide attempts due to something that happened on a cell phone mm -hmm. than actually with playing with a gun. Yeah, yeah. And so please just, you know, if your child looks at you and say, you don't have the right to know my passwords or you can't take that phone, <laughs> phone from me. Oh my goodness, <laughs> our kids know better. But there are some parents that will come in and say, well, you know, I've just given up on that battle or I, they, they won't give it to me. Oh my goodness. That's like, just, yeah. uh, I just like bring that child in. We'll, we'll take it. We'll, right. we'll talk well, about well, it. Well, and it's back to the parenting thing. And so this yeah. is like, not only do I have to be a good role model with it, not only do I have to teach it well, mm -hmm. but then I also have to enforce it well. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, I, I think some of that stuff about, um, not, being able to get the cell phone back from the child is just another example of how we feel like the child is entitled mm -hmm. to have that. When in fact, uh, there's a, probably a 99% chance that you're paying the bill. Yeah, yeah. You bought the phone. Yeah. You know, all of these things. Even if, even if they are, you know, contributing to it, which, you know, I, I'm not going right. to say that shouldn't happen, but that still doesn't give them a right to have total free reign. They're yeah. in your home. They're yeah. under your roof. So you can be the parent and have that authority, yeah. you know, and I would love for parents who are listening, adults who are listening, even if you have no children, if your children are gone or you're young and you don't have children, just as an adult, can we just decide that we're going to limit when we're on social media and when we're on our phones, you know, during meals, like at this banquet I was at today, I was so thankful that the people there were mature and could handle the fact that there was new people around them. <laughs> and instead of sitting on the phone and hiding, they actually introduced themselves and asked what we do and who we were. And that was so refreshing. And it's like, we've lost that skill, that social skill mm -hmm. of really interacting with people. Mm. Man, that is for sure. Oh. Maybe this is a time, hun, where we actually have to make a statement about some things uh, that we do better and, and putting some of these boundaries on ourselves. Like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about that with our kids, but the idea that as a, an adult, maybe we put the phone in a different room. Mm -hmm. Maybe we as the adult um, stop computer use at, at a certain hour of the night. Maybe it's at eight o'clock or yeah. seven o'clock, whatever, like, 
okay, computer screens are closed. Yeah. I remember a time when everybody used to complain. That is all people do nowadays is they sit around and they watch a TV set. <laughs> but now we would crave for that moment oh. because at least it was only one TV set yeah. and everybody is watching the same thing. And yeah. in its weird way, there was unity, no different than the yeah. old radio when yeah. you only had one radio in the house. Sitting around. And, yeah. And so we had That was before just, our time, by the way. Yeah, a little bit. But- so now we are actually like, oh my gosh, as bad as that TV was, it was great compared to what we see today. Yeah. So around the table is one of those really precious family times, whether it be as a couple, whether it be as a family that you really need to protect. The other one, hun, is the car, you know? And, and so the Bible says that we should impress this upon our children as we walk along the road. Well, now we're driving along the road. And so we need to protect that time. And so as a mom or a dad who's driving or a husband and wife who's driving, like you are right now, <laughs> you know, it's really important that I engage with you in conversation and talk with you instead of literally sitting there ignoring you on my phone. It's so easy to do though. It is. It? You I get mean, bored. You get bored and there's always something that you could look up or check. Always. I mean, you and I have both are so guilty of that. Like, yeah. oh, but I just have to make this one purchase or I just have to do this. Yeah. And, you know, the next thing you know, 15, 20 minutes can go by in the car and we haven't even uh, been aware of each yeah. other's presence. Yeah. And again, I had, I was talking to a mom's group recently and they were, we were talking about this kind of stuff. And, and they said, even in like, like vacation drives, 12 hours. And I said, you know, I understand it's a long time and maybe you break it up where, you know, the kids are reading a book or maybe then they're watching a show or maybe they're on their tablets or whatever. And that's an exception to the rule. But when you're going to Kroger's or when you're driving to church, do we really need to have all the screens out? Could right. we actually talk when we go home from church about what we learned that day or when you pick them up from practice, how practice was or how school was? It's almost like the kids get in the car and hop on their phone. Yeah. And so we've made it a rule that the kids don't do that when we're in the car and right. that they're having conversation. And yeah. it's it's just so refreshing. And, and I, it, is, it is really interesting when you have other kids hop in your car, what their habits are. <laughs> and you can tell. Well, we've actually asked other kids when they're around us, if they come over and spend the night that we say, hey, you know, we're at the dinner table. We don't have phones there. Yeah. And, you know, they always oblige to that. Yeah, they're, they're like, respectful. Yeah, because they, they want to honor that. But you can tell that it was just their habit, that there was no uh, boundary or uh, expectation yeah. where they came from. Yeah. So, you know, on like sex. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you <laughs> taking this? I'm going to wreck the car. <laughs> like, careful. Keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> you know, like sex, we need to talk often and early about internet concerns. We need to um, teach our kids about not giving out personal information or if something is, if somebody comes across as a bully or a scam that we report that, that we check their privacy settings and make sure, especially, hun, the social media apps like Snapchat and TikTok where they have a location where people can actually figure out where you are and come after you. Like that's scary and our kids need to know we need to turn all those locations off. And that once you post something, hon, it stays posted. So um, did you know, hon, that 70% of job recruiters reject their applicant candidates based on information they found about them on the internet? Yeah, I actually do know that because when I was working in the schools, I was involved with a lot of the hiring of new teachers. Oh, yeah. 
And that would be one of the very first things that we do, mm -hmm. whether it be on a social media platform or even a work platform, we would be able to, I'll say, I'll use the word stalk, right? We stalk people. <laughs> and that idea that I'm going to go In and see. In the most loving way. <laughs> right. I'm going to go and see because we're getting ready to invite this person to be part of our team yeah. or, or to work with our kids. And, you know, it, it reveals quite a bit, yeah. obviously not, not a hundred percent, but quite a bit of just the type of friends they have, the type of things they like to spend their time in. Yeah. Um, it reveals a lot. And, you know, and that's the scary part about Snapchat. The kids think that, Hey, it disappears. So I'm okay. And the things that they're sharing and the things that they're posting are scary stuff and it's, it's hurting and affecting our kids. And so we've got to be really careful with what we allow our kids to be exposed to. So as we wrap up on, there's a couple organizations that I just want to mention, you know, Ed Peisner's organization for social media safety um, is one that I think has been really trying to make a change in some of this. Another one that's really popular in the schools and the churches is Common Sense Media, which really helps you kind of identify the health of apps and games and movies and shows to let you know as a parent, like, is that healthy for my kid? What am I gonna, my kid's gonna be exposed to? And then, you know, we mentioned about cell phones and waiting for the eighth grade. And there's an organization called waituntil8.org, which literally talks and, and gives research about why, why then? Why is that such a, and again, you don't have to give them in the eighth grade, but what you do is at a young age, you make a commitment as a parent that I'm not even gonna have this conversation until you're in the eighth grade that we're going to wait and recognize that it's important to, to give your children a chance to mature. So hun, as we wrap up, we just wanna thank again our sponsors for today's show. A huge thank you to Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Hummel Insurance Group. Please let them know how much you appreciate this programming and the difference it's making in your life and your family's life. Um, hun, I think this is such an important show and man, I know there's people out there that this is affecting. Uh, there's no doubt, and I, I would like to say that um, we all talk about being in America and the whole idea of the freedoms that we have here, and this is a freedom to parent well. Mm. And, and I think sometimes we always, when, when the hard parenting has to happen, we sometimes want the government yeah. or some larger entity like the school to come in and make a statement to help take the load off. And while some of that might be helpful, please don't dismiss your own freedom as a parent to be educated and to be smart and to be assertive in this area. Yeah. We don't need the government or a school to say, here's what's right. Yeah. We now have enough data that's out there. And hun, you and I personally have enough firsthand contact yeah. with lots of struggles in this area to know this is something I don't need to wait for somebody to tell me whether it's good or bad yeah. and how to use it. So I would just implore here, please be assertive in this. Don't wait. I think you're going to find that through the course of history, you're going to see that we are going to find even greater damage done mm -hmm. until we really learn to harness exactly what this technology is about. So be on the forefront of policing and self-disciplining yourself as well as your kids so that we you don't have as much of the fallout that we potentially could have. Yeah, so 
Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this has been helpful. And again, we're not here to condemn you or judge you. No, we, we, we shot ourselves in the <laughs> yeah. foot today. We are actually in the same boat. But man, with the work that we do every day, if we could help one family, and, and this mom said the same thing, if our story can help one other family get better, then it's worth it. And so that's our hope with this show today. So please share this show, like this show, give us a five-star rating that helps it get up on the social media platforms. And uh, as we talk about social media limiting, you know, we know that there is such power in technology if it's used right. And that's what we want to do. We want to harness that power for good. So please partner with us in that mission for strong and healthy families. Yeah, you've said it before, hun, a fire in the fireplace creates warmth. Mm. A fire outside of the fireplace creates destruction. And yeah, so burns the house that's down. so much of what we're talking about here. Let's learn to keep it in the fireplace. Yeah. Hun, I've got to tell you, we've got to wrap this up because I don't know <laughs> if the listeners can hear this, but it's starting to rain pretty hard. It's starting and to rain. And i got to focus a little bit better here on what I'm doing here on this rainy oh, room. Oh, yeah. Let's, so, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. So we thank you so much for listening to Rock Salad Radio. Pray for us and our travels. We'll pray for you as we travel. And uh, hopefully this message has been a blessing to you. So thanks for listening to Rock Salad Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high-quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high-quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana.